What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Registro Reports. We got an impromptu pod. Benzema has broken the internet. Real Madrid go through beating PSG. We're going to talk about that mainly for like basically three hours. Because <laughs> we got our special <laughs> guest, Orod. This is such an impromptu pod. We needed a third uh, member of the Registro Report. It's Oscar Rodriguez. He joins the show. It's going to be an absolute banger. Today is March 10th. And Joey B, how are you feeling right now, my dude? <laughs> ben, 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 Ben. I can't even put into words uh, how great I'm feeling. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to jump into this pod and, and talk to Orod, who's, you know, he's kind of a guest of the show, but he's also our production manager. He fills so many roles. So uh, it's fantastic, man. We're going to have such a good quick pod, man, that's going to lead up to next week, too. We're going to come out with some yeah. juicy fire for next week as well. So motherfuckers, stay tuned. <laughs> Hell Yeah. Oscar Rodriguez, bro, how are you feeling, my dude? I know Arsenal are on fire right now. I know you're feeling good. What's up, fellas? Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, it's a pleasure, as always. So, Joey, you also missed uh, Banter Specialist and um, your insider uh, <laughs> oh, that's as true. well that's for, true. for all your information. So, uh, just to add that in. But good to be here, guys. Homie, your resume... Your resume speaks for itself, man. Now, we're glad to have you, Oscar, man. We can't <laughs> wait uh, to do this thing. But, I mean, dude, I mean, I'm overwhelmed, bro, the feelings that I have right now uh, about this game. Like, I'm still so hyped from watching it because I think, dude, it was really, what, like 15 minutes where the entire game had changed. So Oscar literally texted me, like, bro, I missed the first half. Who do you think yeah. is the man in the match so far? And I had a feeling, bro, like there was so much left to play in this game. So what I said to Oscar was TBD, bro. Like, let's see who's going to show up. Up until PSG would have scored a second goal, that's the first time I would have thought, okay, we're in trouble here. But, you know, all Madristas, we just believe, bro, believed. And you see fucking miracles in soccer. This is a game that you will not forget for years and years to come. This is like just one of those epic nights, man. And, and, and Ben got us together, man. He's like, we got to do a pod. Um, so I just want to break down everything, dude. It was such a fucking, like, it, for football fans, it was just incredible, bro. Just, you don't see this. It's rare, bro. It's just so rare, man. But it was a beautiful night. Absolutely, dude. I, I, I first want to go into a little bit of the pregame hype because I think, I think that's important because of how the game was set up. PSG, of course, coming into this leg, 1-0. No way goal rules. I think an away goal rule would have been super interesting, but that's that's been that's been abolished. Um, first of all, what do you guys think of that? Uh, yeah, Oscar, what do you what do you think of that having no away goal rule? Listen, I actually like the new changes because yeah. um, there's been so many times where in the past, um, at least since I've been watching the Champions League, where sometimes the team will get a little bit lucky with the away goal rule, and um, I think uh, going forward, this is kind of evens the playing field a little bit more. Obviously, it's going to take a little bit of getting used to, uh, but so far, I like it, um, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's a solid move, and it, and it changes the dynamics of the game. So, I mean, coming into this game, I think everyone had on the back of their minds that, like, we know Real Madrid were going to attack. They had to. They had to come out with a different momentum than how they did in Paris. That wasn't the Real Madrid that we all know and love. And so the first 15 minutes, I'm going to talk about the first half, Joe. And I think we can go into uh, the second half. And I think this will be good for, for Oscar because you jumped into yeah. the second half, right, right Oscar? Yeah. So. Um, I, I unfortunately had to work and got, uh, missed the, the first half. And 
listen, I think from what it sounds, I uh, tuned in just at the right time because uh, I didn't. Fuck yeah, you did, bro. It, it you was, didn't miss shit. Let me tell was, you that. <laughs> <laughs> it, was such, such, here. it was such a special game. I mean, yeah. there was yeah. so much hype. This was definitely my most anticipated match of the season so far. Uh, it was, I mean, come on, it was worthy of, of being the Champions League final. I mean, what drama. I'm still buzzing. Um, really? You know, today's Yo. today's game is literally why we watch and why we love this game. Get this, Get this man another mic, Ben. Uh, everything he's saying, <laughs> I'm fucking loving right now. Um, I just want to say, back to the away goal rule. Uh, I initially, I actually hated this. Um, but thinking about today's game, because, you know, I'm a traditionalist. I'm a classic. Yeah. Um, so I thought, I thought it kind of took something away. But seeing it today, imagine if PSG, right, they scored their first goal. That's yeah. automatically a way goal with the old rule. I think that really would tackle a team mentally as a bigger task that they had to do. So, like, when Oscar said it levels the playing field, I think it actually speaks volumes. It really does. It, I think the games mm-hmm. moving forward can be more interesting knowing that you don't need two goals to overturn an away goal fixture. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it really does level the playing field, and it really does make it down. Um, to the night, the night that you're playing. So just fantastic, Ben. Um, but yeah, the first half, man, I, w- I want to hear your thoughts. Um, I think, yeah, I want to hear what you have to say, Ben. What'd you think like initially tuning in? Oh, from the very first 10 seconds, like they almost worked on a set play and uh, they were through in the back line. And in the first 15 minutes, it was like all Real Madrid, pressure, pressure, pressure. And that's what I was looking for. And, uh, and I think that's what uh, you were looking for too, Joe. Uh, and then what happened after yes. that, after like PSG kind of soaked the pressure, they were finding gaps and Messi was playing like a very different role than I think we've been used to seeing more of like a playmaker, probably more of like what he what he plays with like in Argentina now. Uh, and dude, like, they were finding some very dangerous gaps. So P- PSG scored one that was offsides. They were they were unlucky in that one. And uh, I believe in the second half, they were, the Mbappe we talk- third of one that was offsides, too. But. Dude, yeah. And Bobby was always a threat. And everyone, and that's what we knew. Yeah. That's what we knew coming into it. And dude, he, he scored and he did the knee slide. <laughs> and then uh Mikak Richards did the knee slide too for uh for Paramount Plus and, and at Donkey. So that um in a nutshell, I think it worked almost to to PSG advantage that that uh that Real Madrid were gonna pressure because PSG on the counter, man, that is a dangerous, dangerous scenario with Mbappe there. Let me, yeah, let me just, let me just say on that note, if you had any doubt who the best player in the world is before this game, Mbappe should have answered all those questions. This kid has already won a World Cup. This kid was by far the most dangerous player on the field over two legs. The potential that this kid has moving forward, he can emulate if he moves to Madrid, what Ronaldo did, Cristiano Ronaldo. And that's not said without a lot of weight uh, behind it. But Mbappe today was sensational, just like he was uh, in Paris. And, I mean, what a player he is, man. So, you know, I I definitely believe in destiny. And, you know, it was almost hard uh, to see him do so well because, you know, up until he joins and he walks out of the Bernabeu, I'm not going to believe it. Uh, Mm -hmm. until it's right in front of me. But you talk about destiny. I mean, this kid, you know, went to the Bernabeu when he was younger in his youth team. He took a photo rumored with Zidane. And I can't think of a better way for for him to join Real Madrid 
by losing this two-leg affair. 100%, dude. If if he had won it, there would have been hard feelings. Like, even for me, like, I would have been disappointed. I think he would have even – I think his mind is made up now. Of course it's made up now. But I think before that, if they had won and maybe gone on to win the Champions League, you know, maybe he doesn't leave. So when I say destiny, man, it's just – the team today was sensational, but it was just like that feeling at the Bernabeu, that magic that you can have there, the history that's there. Um, and you you felt that today. Oscar mentioned it. it. It's worthy of the final. That's what the feeling felt like. It was just an incredible game. And just I can't say enough good things about Mbappe, but I think, you know, even the Madrid fans are glad we're glad he lost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what I'll say is I actually went back and watched the first half that I missed and uh Tying into the first leg as well, Mbappe to you know follow up with what Joe was saying is Mbappe was incredible. Um, I think right now Real Madrid fans are absolutely licking their lips right now at the prospect <laughs> yeah. of him possibly <laughs> and most likely let's let's from if the rumors are true that he's going to be joining in the summer. Um, and I think I joked with you guys when we were texting the game that. PSG basically gave uh, Mbappe a free ride today to the Bernabeu just so he could <laughs> sign the contract. So uh, absolutely incredible, though. I think he had two goals that, you know, granted he was offside, but the second uh, offside goal, the little uh, step over move that he did on Courtois oh was, my oh, my God, it was Tecker's 1,000. Courtois had to have nightmares, I think, seeing that because he had no idea what he was going to do. Oh. And Courtois is like one of the best keepers, it's not even, if not the best keeper in the world right now. So that step over, and there's a big difference. So there's players in the game today that will do a step over, but they do it uh, for showmanship. They don't actually change pace and accelerate into the different direction of the step over. What Mbappe did there reminded me of the man himself, R9, El Phenomenon type of step over. And it was just, dude, if, you know, it takes so much skill to be able to do that and think that quickly. So when you're watching it, you know, he has to already know what he's going to do. And like, like I said before, if you had any doubt who the best player in the world was, you know, look no further than Mbappe. Erling Howling, he's not even close uh, to the level that Mbappe is on, but I will say this. I know that man watched this game today. I know for a fact he did. Mm -hmm. And I know he is going to, you're going to see a rivalry there. uh, If they're not on the same team next year, competing with each other. Uh, but just, dude, there's so many, like, even Cristiano, I know he watched this game. I know he's going to be so up for the Atletico Madrid uh, clash uh, moving forward in Champions uh, League next week. It's just there's so I think this game, like, just it raised the level. It woke the world up um, to how beautiful and special this game can be. And we saw it today, man. I mean, how many times can you say that Real Madrid's the underdog going into one of these games and yeah. going to be outplayed? And then you have a guy, I mean, we've talked a lot about but then you have a guy, Kareem Benzema, who literally got three sniffs at goal, and yep. he fucking buried them all, bro. Like, this guy is a fucking legend, bro. Like, I mean, he's just – it's just insane, the production that we have from him and how blessed we are to have a player like this uh, in the squad. And it's just – you know, it's just the magnitude of Kareem Benzema cannot be understated. Yes, let's talk about Benzema right now. I feel like that's a good segue. Uh, so after, after halftime – Second half rolls around. Oscar rolls in, tunes in. <laughs> <laughs> Benzema gets on the score sheet. Talk to me. Talk me through that goal because uh, I think Leonardo and the director or the owner of PSG were absolutely fuming. Oscar, I think I think you sent us that that they they were into a brawl and the police were were 
having to come and check on them. Yeah, well, there's reports that after the game in the locker room that uh, the owner of PSG uh, and the president were absolutely livid and going off <laughs> at the refs. Uh, and if the reports are true, uh, they somebody sure. got hit, somebody got something thrown at, something happened, and the police got called. Um, so wow. it tells you how the, you know the magnitude of this game and how salty they were. Um, they, were they thought there was a foul, though. That's the big. Yeah, part. and I'll, I'll let Joe. Um, I'll let Joe comment on what he thinks if if, if that was a foul or, or you know if it was um, uh, with Benzema and Donnarumma. No, Oscar, I think you said it brilliantly. I don't think that's ever a foul. I mean, honestly, if you look at the way that Benzema accelerated into that challenge, uh, he was just applying pressure. And you'll yeah. see Donnarumma kind of freak out like a deer in headlights and start to lose his composure and kind of kick the ball anywhere. There's really little contact there. I think if you slow it down in the replay, I think it's a little bit deceiving because you'll see some contact there. But yeah. when you watched it live, it was nothing but a hustle play, and there's, there's absolutely no foul there. Um, I don't know where the PSG president was sitting, uh, but if you know, you take a look at Bar Buddy, it was all legal, homie. <laughs> Completely <laughs> agree, 100%. So then, so then that goal happens. Composure from, from, uh, from Vinny Jr., as well to find Benzema. Benzema, Benzema gets on the score sheet. One one, completely changes the game. Completely after that goal, man, PSG capitulated. They collapsed, and and we've seen it happen before. Even before Puch was there, where where they completely collapse and and, and come to this moment where they're bottlers or as they call it or choke artists. Why is that, man? Why why did PSG collapse? Where where Real Madrid? that good in their pressure and, and their application and was it just an aura and their environment or or was was PSG like as much as fault like talk to me through like why does this keep happening to PSG um yeah I, I think at least this night in particular I think in the league when you see them lose I think it's really hard to say that it's in PSG's DNA uh, honestly I don't really rate the coach I think he's he, I think he's done an okay job um but this is when you have like you know, and Ancelotti, I, I think this guy's really underrated that, you know, told the team in the locker room and we're at home. So we have the advantage of the second leg. If we're in Paris and we go one nil up, the atmosphere doesn't change like that. So yeah. th that's a big factor, number one. But I think you need leadership, right? When you you feel the tide changing, you need someone to either get a tackle, get in your face, motivate you, whatever it is. In PSG, you can say, although they're a group of highly talented individuals, Messi's always been the type to lead by example, not necessarily vocal. Uh, but I think that that team is lacking a true leader on the field. Um, there's so much talent there, don't get me wrong. And even in the coach, I don't think there's a strong enough character there. And I think that's where PSG is lacking. Now, in the league, I don't think they generally, honestly, care about the league because they've already won it. So I don't want to say, hey, yeah, they lost two games in a row, like leading up to this game. You know, if they lose in Paris or excuse me, in France, that's one thing. But I think really tonight you have to look at the occasion. It wasn't so much that PSG capitulated. I see it more as Real Madrid believing and attacking. You know, the attacking plays from Modric, the attacking plays from Rodrigo and Vinicius getting the ball and driving at the defense. Bro, when our team is in the mood like this, any team in the mood and you have the fans behind you, um, you're you, – you're going to play like that. And it doesn't matter who's in front of you. I've seen this type of pressure at Anfield when Liverpool's feeling themselves with the fans. That's That was the same thing that happened tonight. I've seen it at Arsenal with Highbury. Those mm -hmm. guys were un, unplayable at Highbury because of the atmosphere. And you got a piece of that tonight. And that's why this game was so rare. It's because 
it was in the air, but like you talked about that aura, you, yeah. everyone could feel it. Everyone, everyone knew we had a chance. I think when PSG scored first, we were deflated. If Mbappe and these guys finished more of their chances, we're out of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't score a second goal. So I really think it was about the night and about the occasion. To say PSG always bottle it, that's not true, bro. They took Bayern Munich to an incredible game uh, in the Champions League final. Um, and Bayern Munich took forever to break them down. What we saw tonight was special, man. That, that can only happen in a few different stadiums in Europe, and tonight was one of those nights. Oscar, what do you think of Pudge? I know, uh, I, I know you, of all people, uh, from experience with, with Arsenal and facing Spurs and has seen Poch take them to, to levels uh, that, that Spurs have never been before, but at the same time, you you love seeing this man lose. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I'll say he's he's not uh, at Spurs anymore. So um, to give you a very neutral uh, response, you know, I don't have anything against the guy, but I think, like you said, there are levels to this. And when you go uh, from coaching mm. Spurs to coaching PSG, mm. which is a team mm. of superstars. You know, what uh, mm. the owner of PSG has literally been trying to mimic are the Galacticos of, of Real Madrid by trying mm. to buy yeah. a Champions League uh, title. And I really just think that Pochettino doesn't have that personality. He does his – all right, to, to, to keep it uh, PG, he doesn't have the balls big enough to coach a team of that stature with those type of players and Fact. those personalities. And I think um, – Playing in the French League, league strength uh, obviously comes into play, uh, in my opinion, where yeah. you're not playing these huge games um, as you would be in the Premier League or in La Liga, for example, every single week. Right. Not, not to say that there isn't talent uh, or good teams in the French League, but there are levels. Um, yeah. And uh, I think that Pochettino, uh, I, I think his time is up. You know, this was really his test. Uh, and all that PSG, the the owners and the fans really want is a Champions League title, and um, he hasn't delivered it. He's come short. I question some of his tactics uh, after going down one nil, and I think that first goal uh, for Real Madrid changed everything because, like Joe said, the fans got into it, and you can just start to see PSG start to collapse and start to lose the ball things changed after that first goal yeah and uh yeah so i'll i'll, I'll bring it back to you uh benny and uh see oh, yeah. uh, what, what what you think about it good absolute facts man so so right on our right on spot on uh on Pudge. completely agree yeah dude 100 percent. yeah uh, i i think the end game management changed the game as well joe i think no one or people don't really realize how much substitutes make a change in the game uh, unless unless you kind of really look at it. But Kamavinga, man, that guy at 19 coming in, so elegant, so classy, so much so much composure on the ball at, at, at his age, dude, coming in. And, and I think him and Rodrigo and then Vasquez coming in. Uh, Ancelotti got it right, man. Second half. He got and, it right. And he got it absolutely right. Pochettino got it wrong. Something should have changed for, for them as soon as they went down, either uh, down a goal or even time. I get it. You're, you're, if, I think you have to think about it. if you're going to start needing a goal at that point. You got to keep Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe on the field. But, dude, they, 
they completely uh, did not see. I think Benzema putting out that that class performance, man. What what a guy! And I think I love the commentary. I love from the commentary that that they said how Benzema doesn't care, man. Benzema like at his age that they were thinking about like maybe he's got like a year or two left or whatever. And then Holland's been rumored, you know, to coming in to replace him. And Bappe might be coming next year. Dude, Benzema comes in day in and day out. Leader of the club. Absolute class. You can rely on him. He's going to produce goals. He was limping at some point, dude. He was playing injured 100%. Man, that guy absolutely loved Benz. Uh, El Gato has yeah. to go down as one of the best number nines in the world. And um, I think my my – as as proof should have been, I think, the, the Ballon d'Or winner this year. Now we can talk about it maybe for next year. Facts. 100% facts. And I think, too, Ben, like, you know, um, in circumstances when players start to get older, uh, you can tell he's changed his game. When he was uh, at Lyon, he was so explosive. But you see more now that he's such an intelligent player. And he, that, that that name, Elgato, just, just fits him perfectly, bro. The way he plays, he's so elegant. Um, but I mean, he doesn't, dude, he doesn't squander any chances. Like in big games, you need a player like him. And I think when he was brought back into the French national team and you saw the quality that he can produce there, um, I think he's like you said, Ben, I think he's a player that just, uh, is living in the moment. And I think he also knows at the same time, the same token, you know, he might not have many years left. Um, and he's been a part of some incredible teams and he's willing to play those maybe second fiddle roles. And he's yeah. really just grown. Like, I mean, the development of Vinicius is really down to Benzema and Modric, the players around him. And I think this is probably one of the, the biggest emphasis on team chemistry that Real Madrid has had. Um, you know, in the past, when we've had our dominance, it was, you know, about three players, Bale, Benzema and Ronaldo. And, um, you know, we had Casemiro coming through the ranks, but we played some explosive football with some of the best players in the role, uh, world. Now you're seeing kind of a different version of Real Madrid that's really relying on incredible coaching, uh, younger players that are learning and developing uh, every single game that they play. And there's like a team chemistry here um, that you haven't seen a, in a long time. So yeah, it's incredible. And, you know, like I said before, we're not used to being the underdog. No matter who we pull, I'm sure in the next round we'll still be the underdog. But, um, you know, it's it's just the Champions League, man, these incredible nights, man, these incredible nights. So uh, looking forward to it, man, looking forward to the next round. A night to remember. You can never, ever write off Real Madrid, dude, in Champions League. Yeah, and to, to add to that, what was it? Three goals from Benzema in 17 minutes? I mean, <laughs> yes, hands sir. down for me, best center forward in the world. He Ooh, did it on the yeah. biggest stage versus a top opponent. Yes. He put Madrid on his back. I think uh, what you he said, did. Joey, you know, he's in the past, he's been second fiddle, you know, to the likes of CR seven. And then now that he's the man, he's thriving um, world-class player. You know, he needs to take a bow after that yeah. performance. I mean, incredible, Dude, yeah, incredible. Only, things you love to see. And he was only, can you imagine this? When he came in at the time, when he came in with a, with the second galactical wave with Ronaldo, Kaká, Xabi Alonso, that window with Benzema, Benzema was only thirty five million euros from Leon Dune. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Wow! How That's much a- that has that paid dividends like just over the years? And he's the uh, I think he's the third leading goal scorer now for. Yes. For- yep. So yep. Another another um another fiddle to add to that, dude. Amazing, amazing night. Amazing nights. 
in Champions League. Can't can't believe it. Love it. Can't believe it, man. It's just man, it's just incredible, man. And just the fact that, like I said, with Destiny and the fact that Mbappe didn't get through, it just seems like it's so fitting now for him to join <laughs> us. And it's just uh it's just incredible, man. Yeah. And um man, How do you just... think fans are feeling right now, dude? I, PSG I... fans? Yeah, let's talk about that. I think we're on the high of, of right. Joey B and, and Real Madrid and Madristas and loving all uh, all of that vibes. What are PSG fans feeling right now after seeing this? Like, especially with Neymar. Neymar Neymar is a guy. I want to talk about him maybe a little bit. Neymar's a guy that's um, been like a controversial figure maybe in, um, for Real Madrid. I mean, sorry, for uh, for PSG. How are, how are the fans feeling about, about him and in the future? Personally, bro, I think his staple in his career is he gets injured at the wrong times. He didn't have many games to get under his belt. Um, I think he was kind of forced into the first tie with Madrid. Uh, but he's a special player, man. It, I think, you know, he moved to PSG to kind of take in more of the spotlights. I think he's the most fouled player or one of the most fouled players uh, in that French league. And, you know, it starts to take a toll, uh, especially with his injury. So I think he was very unlucky not to go into this leg or two legs uh, more fit and more in form. Uh, because in a game like this, it's all about form. Um, so I think I think I think there's an excuse there with injury. But at the same time, um, PSG, there's always a there's always a couple of pieces missing. They they've never won the Champions League in this modern era, uh, and it's not just about buying the best players. I mean, Messi, you could still make an argument as the best player in the world, um, and he's undertaken a new role to accommodate his teammates. You know, Messi in a Barcelona team plays completely different than he does for PSG, and that's no, it's not a that's not a hit against Messi. Uh, but he's learning a new system. So this whole PSG, too, they put players together. They come through the ranks. They're constantly learning a new system. Uh, and, and Oscar said it before. The biggest deficiency that PSG has is they don't have a strong leadership in the manager position that's been there and that's done that. Tuchel was learning his groove when he was then there, and he lost his way with the egos, and he was – uh, correctly sacked and he's moved on and he's done bigger and better things. That's credit to him. Pochettino has been put on this level and you see his deficiencies with his management. And if you take a dramatic turn from that, look at the job that Ancelotti is doing for Madrid again with dude. We, no one expected us to get this far in the Champions League and to take down, I would say one of the competition's favorite. That Dude, mm-hmm. that's not by accident. The fact that Camavinga played this weekend and scored a banger and then and then Ancelotti, I feel like he knew if I start Camavinga, that's too much pressure. Let me bring him on to change the game. Like he made that decision in his head. He's been there. He's won Champions Leagues with Milan. Like he, everything you said, Ben, about the substitutions is credit to him. And mm-hmm. for the player management, you don't see that at Pochettino. He's a smart, he's a, he's a genius in terms of management, maybe training, but there's, there's class, there's levels to this. And Ancelotti, it's all about timing. It's all about the energy. You have to be able to adapt on the fly. And PSG, they don't have that, although they have incredible players. The best player right now in form in Mbappe, you know, they just, they're missing the other vital pieces. You need luck in the Champions League. You need to have everything go your way in terms of injuries, and you need your management uh, and you need a complete team to win it. And you need not to make mistakes. Donnarumma made a big mistake today, uh, especially with this campaign. Yeah, that changed the game. If we don't score the goal there, you know, I don't know if we would have scored in open play, like without a mistake for PSG. Then Marquinhos, he made another mistake. You force a team into those mistakes. But, you know, at the same time, like in the Champions League, like when you're yeah. slipping, when you're starting to feel that, it's just it's an avalanche, bro. Yeah. So to add on Neymar, um, 
definitely I think you you hit some good points with his injuries and you know him not being informed um also with his age you know also I question his mentality because there was quotes that came out recently where he's mm. in, you know he said he's interested in moving to the MLS which is all good and fine but he said that he uh wants to move because he wants an extended <laughs> vacation like that questions the mentality. Such a good point, like, Oscar. You're, Such a good point. Like, how invested are, are you in, in, in your football? You know, I see him doing a lot of things on the side. Him, I think he's a big Call of Duty player and big gamer now on Twitch. Yeah. Um, so going back to Pochettino as well, you're up, uh, you know, 1-0. And you still have Neymar, uh, Messi uh, on, on the wings. You go down one nil and you decide to sub Pereira uh, for uh, what's his name uh, Gute or Gu- yeah. Guye? Yep. Isagana um, Gay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, and I think that the timing, as you mentioned, Joey, is uh, for this level in this type of game, you need to get everything right. And why he took off a midfielder did not take out Neymar, who ha- wasn't really doing much. Wasn't great um, point. I think Great that point. was a terrible decision. Yeah, and Neymar was the one who lost the ball that yep. struck the counter account attack. So I think your point is, is well taken, Oscar. And your point, too, about Neymar and his lifestyle, um, that's always been a big question mark. Um, and, and, you know, I think we, you know, us three, we grew up, like, almost worshipping that Brazilian style of play. And he really does embody that. And it's a characteristic of Brazilians, too, where they, they do have that nightlife. You saw it in Ronaldinho. But the difference between Ronaldinho and Neymar is uh, Ronaldinho played with so much joy. You know, you rarely ever see Neymar smile when he plays. Um, so, like you said, Oscar, that mentality, man, that's, um, mm-hmm. that's something that you can't train for, you can't build. And I think that was a really, really good point. Uh, I love Neymar so much. I love Neymar, too. Don't I get watched- me wrong. I love him. I watched the, we yeah. all watched the, the Perfect Chaos documentary, which was absolutely lit. And I, that got a really big insight into me into what Neymar's life was about. Before, before the yeah. documentary, honestly, I, um, I love Neymar, but I, I was almost a big critic of him as well because in big moments and his lifestyle and everything. But I think getting to know what he came from and how he got to where he is now, you will completely understand like why he is the way he is. This guy, this guy does love football, but I feel like he's been, he's been put on a huge, huge mm. pedestal. Um, that, that dude, he needs, a, he needs escape, you know. And he's very open, and he lives life to the fullest. Which, I, dude, I commend that. But I don't, I mean, you know, people are gonna, people are gonna look that and see it the wrong way. But uh, the, this guy's legacy is, he's already got a Champions League, you know, under his belt with with Barcelona under the wing of, of course, Suarez and and Messi. Uh, Why are you going to mention that on a Real Madrid podcast? (laughs) (laughs) We we got a lot more to talk about, but we're going to save it for another podcast, uh, apparently. Absolutely. My point is, though, his legacy is also with Brazil, dude. That's a big, big factor that's going to come into the World Cup um, for him. So, dude, TBD and what I think the PSG fans will think about him Honestly, I think they they might really, really go after him, and so I'm afraid of that, and I'm afraid of that reaction, um, just because I know how 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 the like, Parisian fan base is, and and how critical they have been of him already, and the mistake that led up to to the goal, you know. So that yeah, is 
that is uh, a concern. But I think that was my final thought, uh, guys, on on this game. Any other thoughts that you want to you want to throw out there before we kind of head off into playing pro clubs here? <laughs> um, Oscar, anything else you want to say, brother? No, I'll let you have the the final word. You know, uh, uh, it's your team, and this was an incredible result. What a special night! Yeah, so I just want to leave it with this. And uh, I was watching the post game because, of course, when you're you're feeling your team, you get a huge win like that. Uh, it takes everyone, all the fans, uh, to achieve something like that. And there was a moment in the post game show where Jamie Carragher, Mika said, I don't, know, I don't know why Mbappe wants to go to Real Madrid when he could go to Man City and Liverpool, the two best teams in the world right now. Um, <laughs> and it just, you know, it just, it goes to show you that, you know, there's, there's places that you'll go um, and there's a feeling that you'll get and there's a cult, there's such a, a beautiful culture in Madrid with football. Barcelona has the same culture. Um, and there's, there's few stadiums in the world like that and the legacy that these teams bring in. Um, and I just want to say, you know, this game is everything what the Champions League is about. And Real Madrid, they're built on this program that we're going to have the best players and the best football. Um, and so to be able to see that play out, you know, even with a team that right now you can say is, is, not, is not our best squad, um, it was nice to see that the dream is still alive uh, for our team. Uh, just incredible, man. I can't say enough. If you miss the game, you have to watch it. Uh, even if the highlights, it, do, it doesn't do it justice. You really have so much emotions uh, to this type of game. And I think that's why we love the game. It's just, it's, you're up and you're down. And it's just, uh, man, just a credible night, man. Incredible night. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> One for the history books. <laughs> Epic. Yes. Joey B, he's going to sleep well tonight. So is Benzema. So, I don't know if I can sleep, bro. Actually, you know, <laughs> big games like this, big wins like this, I can't fall asleep either, Joe. I'm exactly the same way. Yeah, I'm <laughs> when just going to think about it. And I'm just Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I was just going to say, when, no, US go won, when US won the Gold Cup, I thought I was going to sleep like mm. a baby that night. But, dude, I stayed up, like, till 3 a.m. just reading wow. highlights, reading all the interviews. I think – oh, man. Yes. I love what you said, too, about fucking – Mikak and uh, and uh, Jamie Carragher, who are both donkeys, and uh, dude, <laughs> what they what I mean, what they're saying is is just from from their own bias, which I guess they have right. the platform to say that, and uh, and I think they're both, you know, you've seen the you've seen what the Premier League has done in the Champions League, and I guess in the past, past right. season. So I love I love this game that and how much of a statement it means, but also I think what people don't people new kids. You kids on the block who think Man City are all that and and a bunch of chips. Ugh, I hate that I just said that, but <laughs> they they think they're they're the tits. You know, they feel like they're right. That's the team. That's like that's the Galacticos or PSG. That's the Galacticos. Real Madrid is an institute of football, and they've been doing this mm. for history, and and it, mm. and it means so much. That culture means so much. There's not many institutes like that. Uh, Barcelona. No. You said is like that. I, I put Liverpool on that map. I think uh, Man United, absolutely. Yeah. Arsenal. I would say even Arsenal, Chelsea, maybe. But the past ten years, you know, they've been in flux with money with with Abramovich. But I think these clubs are are made from from culture and from their own fan base. You know, and it grew out of like hundred percent. It grew organically, and that's why you love to see. Yes. And I think we need that in football. Uh, and so. That's my. I life. have to leave it, Ben. 
Ben, you are so everything I was trying to say, you just said it, man. I think it's your spot on. The only other thing is uh, I used to watch Boca and uh, mm. River Plate and that type of feeling about that stadium and the passion for club. Um, you really see it in that type of uh, stadium as well. Uh, so Boca Juniors, when they had Carlos Tevez, I mean, those games, too, will always be special. And there's just, an, like like Ben said, an aura about these these stadiums and the culture and the people. And it's just, man, it's just um, you can't duplicate it. No matter how much money you put into a team, you can't just create something like that. It has to happen naturally over time. So just well said, Benny, just amazing. Man, I want to give virtual hugs to both of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bring it in. One, Let's do three. it, boys. <laughs> Team America. Team America. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, All right, man. boys. Oscar. Well, thanks thanks for having me on. And uh, I look forward to uh, – I think we were talking. We're going to do a pod where we're going to talk about the EPL top four, uh, the title race, relegation. We'll talk about some of the other Champions League games. So I'm really looking forward to that. Hell yeah. Yeah, man, absolutely. All right, y'all. Well, that's it for us. Enjoy y'all's day, weekend, and uh, we'll see y'all next time.